0: Let's
1: do it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. I'm Erica. I'm Shantae. And you are now tuned in to Strut Talk Podcast. Strut Talk Podcast is brought to you by Strutting Her Shoes. We are a platform for women. And men. To share their story, their journey, and their thoughts. So stay tuned, because it's going to be good. Hey, thank you for tuning in to Strut Talk. This is our last segment for February. I can't believe, like, we are just moving so fast. And this week, Shantae was not able to join us, but we have a special guest. Boop, boop, boop. None other than our own model mom.
0: It's the hey, model Michelle. mom in the house. Hey, girl. <laughs> I, you know I get geeked when I come up here with my strut girls. I know, I know, I know. So it's going to really
1: be good. But today we have something very special in store. And we our special guest for today is London. She recently wrote a book called Run Sis that that's a deep title run girl run, <laughs> run first. <laughs> hey london hi how are you
2: i'm doing good how are you guys
1: good okay so first tell our listeners a little bit about you
2: okay so i am from flint michigan i moved to detroit in 2007 to go to wayne state um, outside of that i've been working in the mortgage industry for about five years um I like to travel. I'm a music junkie, concert junkie. That's what I like to do in my free time. Gym rat, but just very basic things
1: about me. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to just read the description of your book a little bit. But mm-hmm. then I want you to really take us on a journey of your story. Tell mm-hmm. us how you came to write this book, what got you to this point, and everything, okay? Okay. Okay, so take a journey with me through some of the most trying times of my life. See what it's like to deal with an abusive relationship, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder through the eyes of someone that has dealt with it firsthand. Ron is is nothing short of a heartfelt letter to all victims of abuse and people that deal with extreme anxiety. My story isn't one you haven't heard before, but it's relayed in such a way that will not only make you laugh, bring tears to your eyes, hope to your heart, and much-needed lift to your spirit, I ran, and if this is for you, I hope the book gives you an encouragement to run, sis. First mm. off, that description is
0: good. It's really good. <laughs> Come on now, London. <laughs> so tell us what what did you run from?
2: Um. Oh my gosh, so a very abusive person, verbally and physically, um, narcissist, um, very manipulating, controlling person. I had met after a. 19 car accident. So mm. I wasn't really in the place to be, you know, trying to break a relationship. But it, like most things, it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. So, right at the time, but it was definitely everything wrong with the situation, even how it began.
1: Wow. Okay. So, how did you meet this person? How did you guys get involved?
2: Uh, so, we had like one mutual friend, I believe, one of my. It's crazy because this one girl of two that I became friends with at Wayne State and he was our mutual friend or I'm sorry she was our mutual friend he requested me he told me like oh you know you just were cute so I added you and then I pretty much accepted it for the same reason Mm -hmm. and he messaged me one day like you know a smiley face and the heart and I responded like totally fell for the bait, and I'm like what's that supposed to And he was, like, kind of like, oh, that's kind of rude. Like, why would you say that? And then just from there it took off us messaging each other back and forth. And then eventually he's like, "Uh, you know, can I take you out? And I told him, sure. I had never met this person. I didn't even ask a mutual friend about him or his Mm. background or anything. So I told my best friend, like, okay, I'm going out with this person. I sent her, like, his profile, his name, picture, just in case some foolishness was about to, you know. That was me being cautious. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wasn't really cautious enough, though. So, um, we met up, and after that, it just was like madness. And it got so bad, though, but it didn't matter because we were still like magnets. Like, I could not leave him alone, and he could not leave me alone. Oh, but wow. Facebook, that's where it started. <laughs> wow. Okay. And
0: um, so... Um this is model mom. So when when did you? Because you said it got bad, but you guys couldn't leave each other alone. So how far into the relationship did you notice like this is getting bad?
2: Um, very early on. The first thing he accused me of like stealing twenty dollars from him, and it was weird to me because I'm like really twenty dollars, but he found out he misplaced it. Uh, he started cursing me out early on. And I don't know if you read the chapter concealer. That's the first time he started showing me how possessive he was. He didn't want me to go on a trip to Kalahari with my friends. And he left hickeys all over me, all over my body. Because he said he didn't want me to wear a swimsuit to the water park. So wow.
0: Let me ask you a question. When he did that, were you like, "Oh, that's cute"? He really just want he he don't want nobody to have me because a lot of young women do that. They allow their their mates to mark them, and they think mm-hmm. that it's cute, is showing them love. It was that you?
2: Yeah, for sure. I didn't think like the the hickey thing bothered me. Like I was so upset because I'm really light, and he left them like from my neck down to like my calf, and. I was annoyed by it, but I was kind of like, oh, well, he doesn't want me to go. You know, he wants to make sure I'm okay. But really, I was with my closest friend and uh, her girlfriend. Like, it was a girl ship. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not like I'm going with couples and I'm the only single person and one of the couples brought their single guy friend, you know. There was nothing for him to be worried about, but that was definitely the first time he made me think, okay, something might be wrong.
1: But at that point, you were still like, okay, no, I'm going to stay in this situation. Like, it's not bad enough for me to run yet.
2: Oh, for sure. Um, I just, <laughs> my friend got me some concealer, and that's why mm-hmm. I named the chapter that. Because wow. that was, like, the first time I had started using it, but I always had to use it.
0: So that was the first up <coughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's deep. So what did your friend say?
2: Um, about the hickey?
0: Yeah, like when she had to get you concealer to help you conceal this that was going on. Did you tell her that you
2: didn't like it and
0: she was helping you?
2: She was like right out uh, outside the door once he left. Mm. And, you know, she was like, you know, what the hell? Like, what is this? And I told her, she kind of like, you know, gave me a lecture, but then she was like, well, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, you
2: still want to go? And I'm like, yeah. So she took me to go get some concealer and uh, scarf to like cover it up but it, it, it never covered it up but it was you know it helped but not really because we're at a water park so it uh, yeah. kept coming off yeah
0: okay so let me just ask you this so um you noticed that it was getting bad your friend um was like what the heck you know what's going on and you stayed with this, this individual, and at what point, see, you said run, sis, so you didn't say walk, you didn't say jog, you didn't say try, you said <laughs> run, so at what point did you say, yo, it's time for me to bust up? <laughs>
2: uh, so the very last time, she put his hands on me, and it's crazy because it wasn't the worst incident, but the last time he did it, um, if something just clicked. And something should have clicked long before that. You know, people told me long before that, like, you know, you need to stop. Like, he's doing too much. But I didn't. The last time, I noticed uh, I didn't cry right away. I didn't ask him, you know, what did I do? Which is stuff that I always ask, you know, or I always did. Instead, I think he could tell by the look on my face that I was like, all right, I'm done with this, because he just ran out of the house. And then I called the police. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, he but he had stalked me, like, the night before. He wouldn't leave from out in front of my house because he thought I was, like, out messing with a celebrity. And, um, yeah, so mm. he's like, you're you're going to have to talk to me. So he starved me out, so to speak, because uh, he, he, he stayed over all night and all day until he convinced me to come outside. And the moment I did, he snatched my keys and ran in the house. And then oh. that's just when he started, you know, going through my clothes, see what I had on the night before, um, smelling them, really weird, um, throwing stuff over in the room, knocking, like, fishbowl over, um, mm-hmm. light fixtures if anything, myself included.
1: Wow. Okay, so now that you're out of this situation and looking back into it and writing a book, what is it, what message is it that you want to get across to other young women that are going through a similar situation what message do you want to get across to them
2: Um, no matter what you definitely have to find an outlet also you have to document incidents you have to you have to leave a paper trail because um, a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. and then when it's time they don't have a leg to walk on they have nothing because it's, it's essentially going to be your word versus his. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you set yourself up for success. Um, you want to make sure that you do have a non judgmental person you can talk to about. Mm-hmm. If that's a friend, if that's a therapist, whatever. Um, and you don't want to feel like blame yourself for something that somebody's doing to you. You know, you don't want to um, have to be afraid to be with like your boyfriend
1: or your girlfriend. You don't, You should not be fearful in your relationship. That's not normal. Yeah, okay, and even now that you're on the outside looking in, what do you feel like you've learned from it that you won't take into your next situation or your next relationship?
2: Um, I have a very low tolerance these days for, like, any BS. Uh, I am a big fan. I actually just posted this on my Facebook page. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because um, it's unfortunate to have to admit that to yourself, but if if it happens more than one time, it's not an accident. And that's on your own behavior. Don't Mm -hmm. allow it. I, I get it when you allow stuff to keep happening to you. That starts to be your norm. But once you're outside of it, I can look back and say, okay, that's when I should have ran. Um, Also, there's no disrespect to me these days. I speak up for myself, and I don't have a problem doing it. I don't care if people think I'm mean or if they think I'm rude, Um, because I notice, like, a lot of times people feel entitled to talk to you a certain way or Mm -hmm. into your personal space, and I used to allow that, but not anymore. Not anymore at all.
0: Miss London, do you feel that this um, situation? Because I, I hear you say you don't take any BS and that you speak up for, your, for yourself. And I can hear, I can hear your energy through the airwaves, right? <laughs> so, do you feel that that situation has, in a sense, traumatized you, where it's left a scar that that um, that you're still healing from, that you are um, trying to find a way to heal from, or do you just feel like you're healed?
2: No, definitely not healed. I wrote the book because I still have vivid nightmares about him. Mm. Um, I am this way because of him, that's for mm-hmm. sure. If I owe mm-hmm. him anything, it is this no-nonsense type of personality that I have now. But, um, no, I still have problems uh, with nightmares, and he's constantly on my mind, not like wow. I want him back in any form or fashion. But he's traumatized me so much, that so I, I can't seem to free myself of him, so then... I just started writing in my phone, mm-hmm. and then I kept writing, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a book. okay somebody. So, um, like Beyonce said, best revenge is your paper. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <For
2: that>. yes.
0: <laughs> well, you know I love that line, but I, um, I think the best re- revenge is no revenge. It's like self healing. So. How are you moving forward in your healing process? Okay, so you wrote the book, and I know that when I was coming out of a traumatizing experience and I was, like, in a little dark space, um, doing a radio show here at Motor City Women's Studios actually helped me in my healing process because I got to bring other people on, share stories, connect with other feminine energy. How how are you intentionally moving towards your healing And what processes have you put in place for you to be able to not have those nightmares and to actually grow past this so you can get to a comfortable space within yourself? Because you have like um, a little thunder. You got a little thunder (laughs) inside of you because (laughs) of this situation. So what are you intentionally doing so that can maybe help someone else out there besides getting your bag? Because bag is important, but your spirit and your soul is more important. So what are you doing to intentionally heal yourself?
2: So there's no way for me to just say I'm going to stop having nightmares. I have problems with that in other areas, too, like my car accident. Mm -hmm. I always have nightmares about that. They don't go away. That's just who I am. But um, I've been able, at least with his situation, to reach lots of people, people I don't know, and talk to them. That makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the the same time, um, you know, I'm talking to people about it. I talk to people about a lot of things like mental health, yeah. and that is that's gratifying myself as well. Gratifying yeah. me as well. Awesome. But there's there's no way for me to just stop having nightmares. Not you know, therapy won't won't rid me of that. But I accept it. It doesn't um it doesn't make me feel weak or that I just mm-hmm. I need to do something to rid myself of him. Mm-hmm. Instead, I've channeled it somewhere else, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I feel like that makes me more relatable because I'm not saying oh I'm cured Right. Yeah. once once you read this book you're done no once you read this book you'll know how to cope better probably you'll know that it's not uncommon for you to leave a physical abusive or emotionally abusive situation and then still have to deal with some some form of like um,
0: residual
2: residual yeah effects Mm -hmm. because that's what it is it doesn't it doesn't stop my day I don't feel like he has any power over me but He's, he's a traumatic experience, just like my car accident was, and yeah. that, that's part of me, too.
0: And I think what's really great about what you said is that um, you're not go- just waking up and saying, hey, I'm cured. A lot yeah, of people it's expect, a process. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. like constant, and there's no time frame. There's no time limit on how long it takes you to heal from a particular situation or something that really traumatized you or, or what I call soul wounds. Um, where the exterior looks great But internally there's just some things there That still need a little bit more time To heal so um, I applaud you for your your courage And sharing your story and moving forward And I just want to encourage you To keep just intentionally Seeking ways to um, To stop having those nightmares That's no good girl <laughs> You
2: know, but that, you know it's, it's way deeper than just him For me for sure yeah. Yeah. Um, But that is my memory it's like it's photographic i always wow. you know say because but i i'm I was almost glad for it because mm-hmm. if it wasn't i wouldn't be able to be so honest yeah and forthcoming yeah. in my book because it would be a distant memory but instead it's very it's, it's a recent memory
0: yeah and yeah. It, it, you just it you just so brave to yeah. just come out there and sh- and just get out there and share it and just be transparent and so that definitely you know deserves like a An applaud, and I know that you're not doing it for that, but I just want to applaud you for your courage. Thank you.
1: And we definitely do believe that there's power in telling your story Mm -hmm. because you're not only empowering another person to get through a situation, but you're also finding healing in your situation and comfort because you're helping someone else while you're still healing yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so we definitely want to thank you for coming on here and sharing your story, and we want to encourage people to, of course, buy the book. So tell them where they can get your book.
2: <laughs> Run Sis is on Amazon. It's on iTunes, and it's on Barnes & Noble online.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you type Run Sis in there. Um, and then on Facebook, I have a page with L M Reed. You can find me there as well. Any updates, because I am going to try to get a hard copy out. Okay. Okay. I'm going
1: to add some more to it. So, Oh, so that means a, a part two coming out. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: And I just yeah. I just want to say that title is just, like, excellent. That is an a, a eye catcher, an ear is. catcher. Like, run, sis. Yeah. <laughs> Get, <outta there." laughs> Get out of there. Get out of there. And then
1: what we hope people got from this um episode is that it's like your healing is a process. It is. It is. And that even though you may have signs early on, it's okay if you don't catch on to those sides mentally as long as you run when you're like okay no this isn't this isn't mm-hmm. for me like this is toxic I don't need to be here anymore don't walk away don't crawl like run sis right run <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> okay so London um, I know you mentioned your Facebook page but tell the listeners where they can follow you
2: Um, So Instagram is L-U-N, as in Nancy, D, as in Diane, E-E-Z-Y, so one D-Z. And that's all. I'm not on Twitter or um, like Periscope or anything like that. So just Facebook and Instagram.
1: Awesome. And then if you're Tony Ann and um, you want more information about the book, we'll definitely add it to our website. So, you can go to our website at www.struttenhershoes.org and, of course, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Struttenhershoes. Thank you again, London, for your courage and just sharing your story and encourage our listeners to run from toxic, toxic situations.
2: That's right. You're very welcome. Thank Lundizia you. In the Thank house. you. <laughs> <laughs> for sure.
1: Okay, thank you, and thank you, Crystal, for joining us on our conclusion of our February episode. We are super duper excited for what we have coming up in March, where you will be our official co-host for March. Hi, dog. And entering a new series mm-hmm. on wholeness. Mm-hmm. I love it. Wholeness. I'm yes. so ready. I am too. So stay tuned and catch you next week. Thank you. Bye. Ooh.